Tuesday, January 11th, 2021. I apologize, the podcast is a day late, but better late than never. I work really hard at trying to get each episode out Monday morning at the start of the week so everybody can listen and, um, you know, get on the same wavelength that I'm on. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, some things, sometimes some things pop up and uh, get in the way of stuff. So uh, no factor onward we move. And here we are. If you would like to purchase an Avidity Fitness hoodie, please reach out and message me because Friday is the last day. Friday evening, I will be ordering the blank hoodies and having them shipped to my house. And then when they come in, hopefully next week, I will be beginning the embroidery process. So if you would like a hoodie, please reach out to me. I can get any size. I can get zip-ups. I can get men's or women's sizes. And the color options are black or white. So reach out for a hoodie. Reach out if you need some weight loss advice, some nutrition advice. Uh, I can help you with that. And reach out if you are feeling low right now. Um, The holidays just passed us. It's a new year and 2020 kind of smacked us all in the mouth. So I completely understand if you're in a in a spot in life where you're not feeling too great. I can relate to that in a lot more ways than you might imagine. So do not hesitate. Please reach out. Let's get to know each other. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. Social stigmas continue to shift wildly in this new age of information. What is considered to be an acceptable perspective on health and fitness today may become viewed as harmful and closed-minded. Whether you are looking for help in your journey or just interested in helpful information, the facts will never change regardless of how you may feel about them. The problem is these feelings are slowly beginning to dictate the tone and wording of shared information, creating the ability for others to surround themselves with ideas that merely cater to the way they choose to hear the help that they seek. It is not working. The overweight and obese percentages for the U.S. population have done nothing but skyrocketed through the last 20 plus years. 39% of the population was considered overweight or obese in 1997, 44% in 2004, 56% in 2007, 65% of the American population is considered obese or overweight in 2018. And all of that being said leads me to a registered anti-diet dietitian's social media account on Instagram, Christy Harrison. She is uh, 
master she has a master's in public health she's a registered dietitian and she's a certified i don't know what that is cdn um certified dietitian nutritionist i believe uh and first thought i think when i look at her profile is that all of these social media nutritionists and stuff all have the same exact similar um bio they just have a bunch of letters that no one really knows what they are um and they always put the the intuitive eating anti-diet so they're letting you know that they're against dieting and uh it's just i don't follow her account or anything it's just something that i ran across and wrote her name down because i didn't like some of the stuff that I saw, and it's not because it hurts my feelings, and it's not because, um, it's it's not because of anything other than I think that it's harmful. It's a it's a harmful way of sharing information that's meant to be helpful. And we'll just go to her very her, her first post that I see, her most recent post. It was a post on January first, so she started the year out with um, broadcasting this to her audience. Quote. Something to consider in this month of rampant diet culture. Your body doesn't know the difference between a famine and a diet, a.k.a. a cleanse, a.k.a. any restrictive eating plan. It just knows it's not getting enough and that it needs to correct the deficit in order to survive. And that she's it's just a post pushing anti-diet. She's going against diet culture, and you know diet culture could be defined under a thousand different definitions, I'm sure um but diet has a meaning diet has a definition, so uh depending on what you wanna say the the quote unquote culture is around dieting doesn't change what diet means. And uh, all diet means is the kind of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. So, your diet is just what you eat. So, to call something diet culture, you're painting really broad brushstrokes. Because everybody that is alive has a diet. And they're a part of diet culture because they eat. So when you, she's going against diet culture um, by saying uh, your body doesn't know the difference between a famine and a diet. And all she's trying to say is that uh, your body doesn't know like when you're starving yourself on a, on a, a fast. She, she quotes a cleanse or a restrictive eating plan. So she's saying that your body doesn't know the difference between. I don't know what she's saying. Honestly, I'm trying to dissect it here. It doesn't know the difference between a, a famine and a diet. And so she's she's saying a diet, she's she's considering a diet to be a restrictive eating plan. And she's saying that your body doesn't know the difference between a famine and a restrictive eating plan, which is absurd because of course your body knows the difference between eating less and not eating at all and having no food available to consume 
So it's just a gross dramatization of her ideology. She is against diet culture and coincidentally she wrote a book called Anti-Diet. So she's kind of put herself on a hill that she cannot come down off of. So it's, this is just a way to promote her ideology that you shouldn't be dieting, which is fundamentally a broken way to think about your health. You should definitely be trying to find the optimal diet for you and your health, whether that's cutting back on what you used to eat or changing your your macronutrient intake your caloric intake it could mean a a lot of different things on finding what is optimal for you but nevertheless your optimal diet is what you should be eating and you know when she starts going against restrictive eating um that's that's another broad stroke restrictive eating plan what do you mean by restrictive are you restricting yourself from eating oreos and chips ahoy and junk food because that's not a bad idea next post let's just let's just scroll through let's just go through this uh she's lucky you know i'm not gonna say she's lucky because i'm not attacking her i don't want to i don't want to hurt her business or hurt her feelings or anything like that i just want to understand my own thoughts i guess um because i do not think this type of education is good for finding good health so anyway let's go to the next one quote when i get really into wellness i was unaware of the damage that i was doing to my psyche because i thought i was striving for health Okay, I'm sure there's a lot of context to that quote, but in the quote itself, uh, you you got when when she got really into wellness, she was unaware of the damage she was doing to her psyche. Well, then you weren't really getting into wellness because wellness is taking care of your psyche as well. So when you thought you were really getting into wellness you you didn't realize that you were really damaging your psyche next quote telling a person to omit a food group if it is if it doesn't feel good is complicated because there's the element of the restrictive diet culture and even assumptions about accessibility that that this one kind of gets on my nerves it really does because telling a person to omit a food group is not that complicated if a food group causes you issues you should stop eating that food group there's nothing complicated about that at all because most food groups that cause complications are not needed and it is literally your body's way of telling you hey this isn't good for me Stop eating this because it's giving us a bad reaction. When you see pictures of inflamed intestinal tracts, it will make you never want to eat something that makes you feel bad again because you see the pain. If you've ever been bloated, if you've ever been uncomfortable from something that you ate that didn't 
that your body doesn't respond well to and you look at those pictures of inflamed intestines from eating gluten when somebody had celiac disease and they ate gluten and it and it puffs up the lining of the intestines and it looks absolutely disgusting and discomfort uncomfortable um it it's terrible and and you see that and you can feel that feeling uh whenever you see those pictures so telling somebody to omit foods that will cause that type of stuff is not that hard it, and you know you can you can get really granular with it all the way down to um peanut allergies you know some people go into anaphylactic shock and die within like 10 minutes if they eat a peanut and you want to tell me it's complicated to tell those people to not eat peanuts come on this is not a very smart thought out statement because there's an element of the restrictive diet culture what element of what culture are you talking about i don't understand the restrictive diet culture okay the only the only type of restrictive dieting that i know of is cutting back on calories which is scientifically proven to to make the body lose weight okay and we could we could get into discussions on it whether that's a good or a bad approach to dieting doesn't matter um the proof is that restricting caloric intake will help lose weight okay so next the only other one that i know about is restricting processed foods and or foods that your body does not react well to those are cutting back on calories is not the end of the world you're not going to starve to death i promise and restricting mcdonald's from your diet is not going to hurt you i promise so being so hyper aware of this element of restricted diet culture is probably hindering your progress and for surely disrupting your understanding of what a good diet is for you and then the the assumptions about accessibility sure there's always no matter what no matter who you're talking to or giving advice to when you're telling them to cut out a food they might not have a oh this is hurting my brain because it's true you might not have um grass-fed beef readily accessible to you where you live at or you might not have a certain um vitamin or certain vegetable or certain fruit or whatever the case may be or maybe you can't afford certain things but that is not even part of her argument her initial argument was about telling a person not to eat a certain food group so if you don't that 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 has nothing to do with accessibility Telling somebody not to eat peanuts because it might kill you doesn't matter if peanuts are accessible or not because you shouldn't be eating them anyway. So for me, when I'm telling somebody about things that they should look to cut out of their diet, um, I'm not telling them to restrict food. I'm not telling them not to eat food and to starve themselves. And um, I'm definitely not worried about whether you can get that food or not because i'm suggesting that you should take it out of your diet so anyways 
that one hurt my head a little bit. Next, as a fat person, it feels like you're constantly living in a world that wasn't made for you. I won't say much other than it sounds like you're a little too emotional about the way the world, the way you think the world sees you. Okay, it's fine to be emotion. Emotions are great. I'm not telling anybody that they should um, destroy their emotions or, or whatever. But if you feel like just because you're fat, you're in a world that wasn't made for you, you're internalizing your situation on a deep, deep, deep level. Next, when you let people know that diet talk and fat phobia aren't going to fly with you you're showing them the way toward a stronger relationship with you or you're being really sensitive okay if somebody's being an asshole to you um yeah it's perfectly fine for you to stand up for yourself and tell them like hey i'm not taking that anymore but um diet talk and fat phobia you know, now you're you're cherry picking information. Fat phobia, sure, okay, maybe somebody's being an asshole, or maybe they're looking out for your well being. And words don't carry so much emotional value with them. So if they call you fat, maybe they're actually trying to help you out. They're not trying to hurt your feelings, because it wouldn't hurt their feelings. So why not try looking at it from a different perspective and talking it out that way? Instead of just stomping your foot down and saying, you know what, this isn't going to fly. We're not talking about this at all. Um, that's really close-minded, in my opinion. Next. Quote, I don't know how my relationship to food and my body would have looked in a culture that was not homophobic, transphobic, and a bleast. Okay, we're all going to learn today on the podcast. I should really start proofreading these things before I go live. But uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-
are responsible for your relationship with yourself. You are responsible for building your own self-confidence and and finding the reasons why you are worthy and loving yourself. Like that comes down to you. Next, diet culture and its industries are jumping at the chance to capitalize on some of the current research that seems to suggest that higher weight poses higher COVID risk. Uh, I don't know what you mean by capitalize it. I don't follow a lot of content, especially from big businesses and the government and politicians or anything like that. But from what I understand is that it wasn't even promoted that being out of shape or overweight could be a direct link to higher risk of COVID-19 contraction. So I don't know what she means. I, I think I think a lot of what she talks about in here on her page, which is it's her right, is just personalized issues that she has with the way she sees herself. I think that she has an idea of what she thinks the world sees her as and and the opinion the world around her has and so she formulates like all these uh these battle tools to fight against stuff that's not even really there emotional quote emotional eating is okay it is a part of normal eating uh and then she goes on to say, true story, emotional eating is not the horrible thing diet culture makes it out to be. Eating for emotional rather than physical reasons is actually part of even the most balanced relationship with food. Think celebratory eating, like having some birthday cake, even though you're not hungry. Or comfort eating, like consoling yourself with cookies after a breakup. This is all terrible. Okay, and I'm just going to go ahead and start rattling off um, why I think... This type of stuff is dangerous for society is because she is not targeting people with high confidence. She is not targeting people that are in shape. She's not targeting people that are starting to get a hold of their health. She is not. She's targeting broken people. She's targeting women. Let's just be honest. She's targeting women that have low self-esteem, zero to to next to no self-confidence. She's talking to women that have imbalances in their brain. And I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I read up on all of this type of stuff. And there's neurological studies that are starting to show the link between neurological inflammation and depression and anxiety and all these other types of mental health issues um a mental fog you know uh, we we don't even talk about what mental clarification can do for your mood and the way you see the world around you so she's taking information that she knows strikes well with people that are fundamentally broken on their journey to health fitness, wellness, confidence, and strength. 
and she is doctoring her words in a way that is easily digestible for this community of people. And as a human, it's her right. It's her right to put the type of information out there that she wants to put out there. But it's also my right to say there's a better way. If you have low confidence and you are struggling to find a routine that works best for you, that makes you wake up every morning feeling energized, feeling confident and ready to do what you're meant to do that day, then taking the easy way out and and finding comfort in the mistakes that you make, finding comfort in the mistakes that the people around the community that you're inside of makes, um, f- finding and embracing these types of things will only hold you back even more. Having accountability and taking ownership in your action and and not only action, but your ability to change the way things are in your life. Once you start to to put your focus and emotional power towards that, towards ownership, towards accountability, towards taking action for yourself, that is when you start to move forward. So I think it's really weak to take the easy way out. I think it's really weak to say it's okay to eat cookies after a breakup. And it's too easy to say that. It's the easy way out. And also, you don't know who is on the receiving end of that information. Maybe maybe I'm on the receive, the receiving end of that information. And it's true. Me... From my situation and my body and my journey, if I wanted to eat cookies tonight, I would be fine. I would still wake up tomorrow at the same time that I do every day and I would do my morning routine. And, you know, I might feel a little a little something from the cookies, but ultimately, um, would I be overweight all of a sudden? No. Would I all of a sudden have... Um, diabetes and, and and an inflamed intestinal tract and, and leaky gut and depression from all of these symptoms that are, are stacking up on top of each other? No, I probably wouldn't. I would probably power straight through the morning fog and go right on to my normal routine that I do every day regardless. So if I'm on the end of that, that information, it's fine. But I'm not the type of person that's looking for that information. When I see that type of information, I do everything I can to delete it from my brain because I don't believe it's the path to strength. But the type of person that is looking for that type of information is somebody that is already overweight, that already has mental fog and severe depression, that's somebody that that needs to really get a hold of their nutrition and their diet i know this lady christy she hates to hear that word diet she's so against it but 
you can run from it all you want. You can run from the word diet and you can comfort yourself with cookies, but you're never going to find results that way. You might feel good in the moment, but ultimately, you know that's not what you need to be doing. You know that's the exact opposite of what your body wants.